Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master. What, did I say magician master? The magician master. Me is the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is I facilitate a game that we play, but I am merely a facilitator, merely a man who who runs between the the different facets of our world to enable uh, some other folks to hopefully have a lot of fun and help me create that world in real time. And let's meet those people now. Hey everybody, me is Nadine Kuhn, and I have created a character that's called Cecily Mary Nature Spring. Great. Uh, Cecily is a pixie elf with wings that do not fly. And all that sassy wants is trying to figure out how to fly. <laughs> okay, when when Nadine is doing that, I want to do my my Scottish impression because people say my Scottish is really bad. So, oi, <laughs> oi, guys, it's me, Lucas Fisher, and I play Jasper Casper, who is a human that is not Scottish. <laughs> you're not supposed to be Scottish. You sound like you're from the Bronx. Oi, oi. <laughs> Come here, let me tell you something. I was like, is that a thing that they do in Scotland? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me do this. Hi guys, it's Lucas Fisher. I play Jasper Casper, who's a human wizard from the non-magical world. And all that Jasper wants is try and find a place to belong. And I'm sure that we can help you. Okay, all right, we're heading in the right direction. Don't know if we quite made it to Scotland, but you know, we're getting closer. Maybe. For for a moment, I thought I saw the Terminator running around somewhere. I can't help (laughs) why, but... But uh, hey there, I'm Sebastian Kinder and I play Eric Miller, musician magician still with a very troubled past. Uh, His family is still not able to remember who he is, but we're getting to the point where others start to remember him for the better, for the worst, we shall see. We do, we do, we do, we do, we do. do. Uh, Eric's learning that being memorable is a double-sided coin, a double-edged sword, yes. Dang it! Oh, what a philosophy. Just magician master. Very nice. Oh, that's everybody. Great. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Players. It's just the three of us today. Those are, those are our players. <laughs> yeah. I know how happy we are. And when I say we, I mean me and the audience are so happy that you three are here joining us. Because I'm more of an audience member anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I have a little topsy-turvy question for you today. You know, something out of the blue, something unexpected, hopefully. Uh, what I'm curious to know is if you could play for just for one day any other character that you've met you know through our gameplay what character in our world so far would you want to play for a day i think i would actually try to be flip because then i would know what happened to him (laughs) then then i would know what happened (laughs) i don't know if you want to play through a day of of what flip's going through right now uh just a one shot with me being in that situation being like oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) a traumatic one shot (laughs) just super traumatic if i could choose a character i think i would choose Mallory Grunsteel, because I think she's a very funny character, and I think it would be so much fun to, oh my gosh, play her. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You want to play me? <laughs> Ew, Echelhoft. <laughs> yeah, I think I would like to play her. I also think it would be fun to be part of Brock's little group. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go and get the intel. <laughs> 
Well, if you're playing them, then you provide the intel. You actually get to make up the intel then, right? Ah, okay. That's how intel works. <laughs> yeah, well, when the world's improvised, then yes. Guys, I don't want to break it up, but, you know, not only Jasper, but me as a player, I'm, I'm kind of a family guy too. And so I feel like what character did we meet that actually has like a real family around and who isn't that other than Georg Arkenile? Because, <laughs> you know, he's like, he's, he's got a whole shield surrounding him. Maybe not in the best way, but, you know, he feels like he belongs somewhere. And I mean, that's something I want to live up to. I actually thought you would say Wilbur. Oh, no, Wilbur, no. You know, Wilbur, I want to keep as a mystery. He's like a silent listener. Yeah, let's let that unveil itself in time. Yeah, I want to, to, to explore him as Jasper, like get to know him and, you know, befriend the animal. I love that. Like you becoming the leader of the wolf shield for a day. But like Georg Arkanal, I mean, maybe he's, you know, you haven't discovered everything there is to know about him, but he seems so far pretty oblivious. You might just be like, it's a great day, you know? <laughs> well, it's a great day today. Well, that was actually, that was Agent Carter, not, not Georg Arkanal. Sorry. He's such a questionable teacher. I'm sorry. I still think about the fact that he would like let all those wolf shield students come after us in this cult situation where they were like, wolf shield, wolf shield girl. And he's like enjoying it. And I'm like, you are such a questionable teacher. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, if we ever are going to play one of these NPCs, I want to play him a uh, Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. You go for it. And to that, I say a very loud and very loving <laughs> Oi! <laughs> oi! Oi! You know how the Scottish are, always saying Oi and whatnot. No, they say Oi. <laughs> you know how the Scottish are always like Yo ho, yo ho, Scottish, right? You know that. I knew that. A pirate's life for me. <laughs> a Scottish life for me. I will never do a Scottish dialect, by the way. I'm terrible at them. Uh, but I'm happy to let you try. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> ah, it's, it's a difficult question. And I think I might be a bit, little bit controversial with my idea. But it's exactly not a character that has been named so far. But I would really like to know... How the life and world of a friendly wolf shield actually looks like. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's such oh a good gosh. answer. Actually, you I guys, would... you guys realize that we all chose to be a wolf shield person, right? Yeah. Yeah. It tells a lot that about is us. So funny, <laughs> y'all. I mean. I don't know how I could create a one-shot where you play Derek Arcanal, a Mallory Grunsteel, and one of the nice wolf shielders, who I did name at one point, and I forget what I called them, but I know that their names rhymed. Uh, their names are like, not Huey, Dewey, and Louie, but something like that. Something like that. But, but, but I thought, like, I would really like to know how life for those actually is. Yeah. Like, especially in all of this cult-like version... And all of them hating our characters, and they don't. And just to play the nice ones who are like having a great time at school. Yeah! Yeah, we miserably failed the class, but we had fun! To be honest, we are the shieldless. We have friends in Bear Shield. We do interact with like Wolf Shield all the time, but I wonder about Horse Shield. Are they even at school? Is there even something happening? We do not interact with them. 
they have crossed your paths many times, to be fair. Like oh, we seem to ignore them. <laughs> We're like, oh, you just ignore she. them. You fully ignore them. <laughs> they probably think you guys are rude. They're like, wow, they talk to everyone but us. It's really unbelievable. Plus, if I remember correctly, today or the day when we're taking place right now as characters, wasn't that the day where we had like the the lesson with Star New Song? You would have had Star New Song's class today, but you've you've missed it once again. Ah, but it's not important. But as I said, <laughs> we avoid everything that happens like that could be. That's right. She is, uh, she is the matron of Horse Shield. That's so funny. I mean, we're making a field trip. It's not our yeah. mistake. Yeah, things happen. I mean, things evolve. Speaking of things evolving, I love these answers. And uh, you've given me something to think about. What? What's your question? It, it makes me think. We didn't bring up like horse shield that much. <gasps> horse shield, they are the villains. I think <laughs> I put my foot down and I think it has something to do with Star New Song or the horse shields, like the horse shield people. And I tell you this if I'm right, this is episode number 34. <laughs> Or well, that came fast, so <laughs> all right. So, I, like, I'm gonna put it out into the world. I think there's something suspicious about Horse Shield, folks. You heard it here first a random accusation from Nadine Kuhn. Not the first time, and it won't be the last, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Speaking of things evolving, we were speaking about that, uh, <laughs> and then we changed the subject. Now I'm changing it back because what is evolving right now is that uh, our group finds themselves with Mildred Mulberry in a small fishing cottage near the Shimmersee in Shimmerheim, uh, where they have just quite literally ran into or bonked into or slammed into or thrown a falafel at their old ally, Yzadva the half-giant prince, who is there for some reason. He sent a note. You were able to get an address. Uh, he just thought you would send, like, a, a message. But uh, there you are. You've landed at his doorstep. And I don't know what's going to happen next. And isn't that scary for you three that I don't know what's going to happen next? So I don't want to wait any longer to find out. Without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK We Are Rolling. Last time on JK, we're rolling. Our day started with a long walk to Kapelrodek, since we were stranded on the Encantobahn after our car chase with Agent Carter. But eventually, we managed to catch a train to Europa Park. Europa Park is secretly run by the magical community to hide the grand city of Schimmerheim underneath, but we still found time to write a few rides and eat some snacks. Then into the silvery, underground, sprawling cavern city of Schimmerheim. I almost didn't make it through customs due to being an unregistered wizard, but Sasley's medical emergency, a brain freeze and an insect bite allergy, provided enough of a distraction to allow us to slip through with a warning. We tracked down Yzadva's cabin, but not before realizing there was a sense of unease throughout the city. On the way, Cecily was unsuccessful in communicating with some Zwergish and successful in buying some falafel. The four of us entered Yzadva's cabin, setting off a string of traps and startling our unsuspecting friend, who now invites us in to begin uncovering the mysteries of this new city. Yeah, like, why aren't there any doorbells in Schimmerheim? <laughs> so... 
there you are. You find yourself in this fishing cottage <laughs> with Yezedva, and the scene right now is pretty wild. You had entered this cottage, which you had found open, but apparently it had been laid full of traps, and Yezedva had actually used this trick that you three you four had tried to use on him originally where you use the potion master skill of creating water and then you freeze it onto the ground which Mildred fell for uh, she slipped right into Yezerva his feet came out from under him right at that moment sassly threw a plate of falafel at his head which did hit him so he went feet out from under him face full of falafel on the ground Yezedva and, and Mildred have, you know, found themselves in that classic scene where, like, she was falling under him this way with her feet first, and now all of a sudden he's on top of her, and he fell down an accident, and they have to do that mm-hmm, awkward, mm-hmm. like, oh, oh so, sorry, um, uh, oh, no, no, nothing at all, and he, he helps her up. Eric had walked in and had just immediately gotten wrapped up by these drapes, which had been set to trigger when somebody walked in. He didn't fall over, so he was able to, once Yuzedva realized you were friendlies, he released that spell, and you were just able to step out of those drapes. Yuzedva has said, oh, oh, it's you. I didn't expect to see you. Come in, come in, come in. And Sesame runs towards Yuzedva, and she's like, Yezzy, and she runs towards him. She bends over and puts a piece of falafel in her mouth that fell on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely <laughs> held his arm. Like, he's, you know, he's a lover. He <laughs> held his arms out for a hug. Is, oh, yeah, um, hey, yes, hello, Sassley. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's good to see you, too. He pats your head a little bit. He is not small right now. He's in his normal size, his medium size. Which, for medium size for him, meaning like nine feet tall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about a small Zedver to take away? <laughs> well, he can turn into a salamander. He has four different sizes that he can be. <laughs> I don't want to know what the large is. I don't want to know what the large is. Mildred theorized that the larger size exists, but you've never seen it. And that was actually kind of the clue when you fought him the first time that he was not trying to destroy you because you know we are children (laughs) yeah he was like playing softball with you four but he's invited you in and uh he he shuts the door behind you and this time he locks it uh you see there's like an old-fashioned bronze key hanging in the lock and he closes it and he says what what are you doing here i i mean i I, I, I just thought you would send a message saying that you got my message. I didn't expect you to just show up here. I just wanted to say we got the message. Oh, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we didn't just want to say that. I mean, that's really nice. I appreciate that. But you, you, you didn't have to come all this way. And, and to be quite honest, I, I don't know if I'm walking into a, a, a dangerous situation. I didn't mean to drag you all into this. I just wanted to... Uh, show you that I am holding up my side of the deal and I've been looking into the Einheit salmon. I have to say this. Melda really blushed when she heard about your letter (laughs) and she she winks at Mildred. (laughs) Mildred just does one of those little like, like not a slap, but just like a little hit on the back of your head. You know, just a little like, 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Shut up, Sassley. So, um, okay. <laughs> so yes, where can we? Uh, maybe there's somewhere we can talk. And he's like, Oh, yeah, of course, of course, come in uh, to the rest of the house. And he leads you into. You're in kind of an antechamber, uh, just like a, a a front room that's just an entrance room. Uh, he leads you in. You see, there's not much to this kind of hut where he is there's just a a small living quarters there's a desk bookcases there's uh just kind of like old comfy furniture very very used it doesn't look like this is a place that's used very often or very well taken care of and you would guess that yazedva has not been here very long either he just sent you a message the night before uh, that he was coming here. So he probably only arrived shortly before you. So he's been there one evening. And you see there's like not so much a kitchen. There's a kitchenette. But it has all the things that a kitchen would have. Oven and all this. And uh, he starts to boil some water to make tea. Uh, you can assume that there's a bathroom and a bedroom, uh, you know, off to the back. But this is a... Uh, this is a house that's meant for one person, but there is like a lazy boy kind of chair. There is like a old couch that looks very like early 90s or, or late 80s design, you know, with like uh, beige, tan, brown stripes, full bachelor colors. Lovely. Yes. How delightful. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, a little getaway for somebody. And you, you did see this boat shack out in the back where there were a couple canoes sticking out so you can guess what this kind of house would be used for or experiments it's like he's renting a boat for a living (laughs) day trip what is the best sofa design in the late 80s that's what they're doing there uh yeah he says i'm i'm sorry uh about the look of everything i i did just i got here Last night, I um, kind of took stock of the city and scoped out what I was here to look into. I went up back up to the parking lot up in the in, in Europa Park and 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 sent the car driving back in your direction. So yeah, I I know it's not the most uh, luxurious area, but it belonged to a colleague of mine who uh, studied at the uh, university in Constance. Uh, a professor, he's Japanese, and he's not always here. He just uh, spends some of his time stud- using our studies. And uh, since I use the equipment there, sometimes we ended up finding out we had, you know, some stuff in common, uh, like magic. But in the world of ac- in the world of academia, sometimes. You have to go the proper route through some non-magical schooling. There are many wizards who are interested in that part of the world as well. So we ended up meeting, and uh, he took me out here fishing before, so I knew I could get into this cabin here, and I wouldn't be bothering anybody because he's currently not in Germany. So, yes, this is uh, Professor Tanaka's hut that we're in, uh, so hopefully we can leave it in good condition for him. Ha 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 ha. Well, he can certainly use some renovation looking around here. That professor is really not living up to the best standards of daily life. So Yzerva begins to pass out hot water tea to everybody. He's got like two kinds. He's got like a berry flavor and a black tea. Berry. 
Barry T to Eric. You see that uh, Mildred takes a packet of instant coffee out of her breast pocket and just puts it in. I'm fine, thank you. I, I'm covered. That's just like, I want what she has. <laughs> no, you don't. The black water. No, that always smells so intense. <laughs> Mildred hands you an instant coffee packet. Oh dear, there we go. And and Sassy opens it and 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 puts it in her mouth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, what do I have you roll for that? I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. Roll a, I'm going to say this is a basic spryness defense roll, actually. Like, basically, like, if your body can handle ew, pure instant coffee. Yeah, roll that. Roll a spryness defense roll. Net 20. <gasps> oh, you kind of like it. You're like, yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, I can handle this. What does this do anything? Mildo, it tastes disgusting, but after a while, it's a little crunchy when you bite on it. Sassy, that's not really what it's. You don't have to. Uh, well, you know what? You do your own thing. I'm not here to judge. Oh, you have to put fluid in there. I like the berry tea, sir. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Berry tea for you. And she puts the rest of the instant coffee in there. <laughs> Disgusting. I got it, Mildo. I got it. <laughs> She's like, I can't look. I, I, I honestly can't look at you right now. Do you have hot chocolate? Nope. And you get uh, black tea. <laughs> <laughs> I can just pretend it's hot chocolate. Yep. And then Jasper takes the nip. Mm. The power of imagination. <laughs> oh, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy spits it out the side of the... <laughs> so, I guess you're wondering what I'm doing here. Uh, and why you booby-trapped the house? Yeah, indeed we do. Well, that was just an abundance of caution, to be quite honest with you. I uh, had to access some channels to find out the information I was looking for uh, that maybe weren't the safest. These people, it's... Shells under shells under shells. I mean, there are levels to what's going on here. And uh, I had no way of figuring out who they, they left no trace of anything with me personally. Uh, that's not uncommon for the kind of work that I do. Creating touchstones takes a long time. They're very valuable. People are very private with the kind of things that I deal with. So as long as the money's paid up front, I don't ask questions. But in this case, they did leave one hole, which is that in order for me to have worked with somebody, they have to have heard of me from somebody. They must have gotten referenced from someone. So I had to ask around my network until I figured out who that might have been. And when I finally uncovered who it was, they realized they didn't actually know the person themselves. They had been referencing to another friend who had a business. It was a friend of a friend situation. Asking around a corner, I had to locate that friend of a friend, and that person had just heard of somebody who might need this. It was incredibly tenuous, but I did get the name of one shop in Schimmerheim. Hmm. And I came here, I scoped it out last night uh, just to make sure it was real, to make sure it was there. It is there. Uh, it's a bakery. Bakery. Mm-hmm. By the name of Risen and the Eye. Risen in the Eye. <gasps> so 
I went to go look at it. It's a fancy bakery, nice uh, cakes and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I didn't go in yet. But even going this far and asking about the Einheitserin through these channels, I uh, worry that showing my face around here might draw attention to myself. Uh, I don't go out in my normal form ever. I always take myself down to a smaller size to be more inconspicuous. But in any case, the cake shop is there, and I plan to do a stakeout as soon as possible to see who visits, to take note of people. For the first time, he really looks at you and he says, But I gotta be honest, you look terrible. What happened to you? And how did you get here? It was actually amazing. We were in a fight. I was standing in a car and I was like hitting this agent. Wait, agent? Um, agent Carter. He's actually the father of Brock Carter. Carter. I don't get along with Brock, Brock Carter. Carter very well. Brock Carter I and I, I have a him. lot of things that we are fighting about. You know, sometimes he accuses Cecily. us of doing bad things. really fast. Cecily. Yeah. Let's say we had some troubles getting here. Yeah, we had some troubles getting here. I think it is all because of the Foundation Stone. <gasps> the Foundation Stone. The Foundation Stone. Yes, <laughs> Anvil is like the original <laughs> Foundation Stone guy. He gets a far off look in his eyes. The Foundation Stone. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't say that. My Mildred, Mildred is like, still begins to sweat. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's enough Foundation Stone talk. The thing is, yes, when your message came through, I didn't realize these agents would be here at the time when you left. They hadn't arrived yet. Then they came. They started tracking everything that came in and out of the castle and. We had no choice. We had to come here in person, or the agents themselves, Monarch, they would have been all over you. And he's, he's like, oh, no, no, I, I, you're right. I don't want that. I, I'm not interested. Thank you. Thank you. I owe you a debt once more. And yes, I pretended to be a pig. That he did. Okay. How did it go? Not very were you, well. Were you a really good pig or a really bad pig? Okay. He was a bad pig, but okay. I appreciated that. Let's say we had some troubles getting here. <laughs> did you, hey, did you guys use that? Did you guys use no. that potion I gave you yet to just like sneak no. past the agents? Was was I an integral part of your story yet in helping you accomplish something? No, well, no. you were for sure an integral part of our story, yet, Not at but all. we didn't use the potion so far. Not at all. Okay, well, I mean, that's up to you guys. I mean, nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. super rare gift, though. Can you can you come go over for a second, Eric and Jasper? Yes. How close do we have to go now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure, sure. How? Okay, come a little closer. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear that Mildo called him? Yes. <laughs> I think the feeling. They're bad. Yeah, bad. Um, Michael here. Good pickup. That Thank was, you. He Thank picked you so up very much. quickly. Yeah. So I think the little note that he did not send that I read worked out pretty well, huh? Mildred casts move to Lufta so that there's wind sounds so that he can't hear you because like Sassley always talks so loud. She's like, so any, so anyway, yes. Uh, it's been a pretty hard day and. Uh, I have to be honest, we did commit full-on assault against this agent. Oh, no. Yes, we did. Uh, it's a thing. We're going to deal with it. It was amazing. <laughs> We're going to deal with it later. We're going to deal with it. I got wet meat. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what's uh, what, what, what's going on? I I have, uh, I, it's almost, here's the thing. So, uh, just to give you guys some, some frame of reference, you left Neudrachenberg very early in the morning, but... <laughs> 
Uh, you would have arrived here still pretty early in the day, but because your van got destroyed and then you had to walk to the nearest town, which was like three hours away, and then you had to take a train, and then you rode a couple rides in the park, and then you came down, it is nearly evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it can be. Seize the day. So the day is almost over. Mildred says, I'm thinking that maybe for tonight I should just... Uh, Get these three some some new clothing in town and uh, get the lay of the land. I mean, there's nobody that should suspect us. And uh, tomorrow we can help you do whatever it is you want to do. Uh, and you said the nods at that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys say? Shopping trip? Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, what clothes do they get? Yeah. I actually don't mind wearing these. They're quite comfy. Especially when they're like a little ripped right now. It gives a little more space for the body. Uh, we are, sorry, we are wearing like our ripped school uniform. You are wearing like the most yeah. beaten up, like you look like you've been through a lot. Hell. Yeah. And it's honestly, you can think of why this guy at the customs border maybe was giving you a slightly harder time than he was giving other people when something came up weird in his system and then he looked at you. Luckily or unluckily, Sassley was having a complete breakdown because of all of her different ailments. So (laughs) (laughs) we were able to distract him from the terrible shape of your clothing. And like, uh, oh, I I even forgot. Uh, Eric, you actually still owe me a constitution roll. I forgot to have you roll it during your travel. I do. You do. (laughs) Interesting. You healed yourself one and I forgot to make you roll it. You crafty, crafty boy. Roll me a constitution roll, and it has to be above a 13. Yeah, sure thing. I roll you the constitution roll. Yeah, you know, you're lucky. You already got to uh, ride all the park rides before. <laughs> but I'd like Eric to faint right now, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> well, Eric has two constitution, but I just want to see if you have two or one constitution so we can actually know what kind of state you're in. I have an 18, so it's two. Okay, okay, so you have 18. So Eric has two constitution. I think uh, Jasper has one. No, just one. Sassley has two. Uh, Mildred has one. You're in varying states of, like, kind of okay. Uh, okay Clearly, you, you need to sleep, and you need to not get into any trouble this evening. But since you're in these beaten-up school uniforms, I mean, it's very easy to pick you guys out in the crowd right now what? Uh, so it's not a not a bad idea to go out into the world and, and maybe get you something else uh so mildred says what do you say we hit the ground running we uh we get some some clothes for for all of us heading to the city center and then uh call in the night and we we help you with the with the thing tomorrow huh? mm? uh, so- sounds good sounds good okay yes i wonder i want a cool hat to wear okay cool hat Okay, let, let's buy something. But Meldo, you have to pay. We don't have any money. Oh, yes. Oh, I know. Oh, and no more get... It's just like, let's not order everything at every stand that we go to. And she looks at you, Sassley. I was hungry. <laughs> Things cost money in the real world, you know. I'm not a limitless supply of money. The money that she had brought with her was actually more specifically for the clothes. Oh my gosh, is she giving everyone money and we go and buy ourselves clothes um or, like how do you want to handle it oh yeah I, yeah I, she says okay look and you know she she's like you know giving everybody like 40 euros because we use euros here i mean it makes sense to use the same monetary system of the country where you live even if you are a secret society of wizards 
I mean, don't at me and no hate on any other wizarding worlds that might exist, but like, why would you use a different money system? It doesn't make any sense. So, so she gives everybody 40 euros and she's like, okay, I, I put it in your hands. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into the city. Before you leave, Yazerva says, um, one thing while you're out there, there's a weird feeling in the city right now. I felt it from the moment that I walked in and there's kind of tension. And while you're out there, I think you're going to see the reason why. I'm interested to know your thoughts. There's no danger as far as I can tell, but I have to believe that what's going on here is connected to our targets here in the city. So, yeah, keep an eye out. You might see what I'm talking about. All right. Ominous you being ominous, but it's fine. Well, it's, I, from a storytelling standpoint, I think it's more interesting if you just see it happening, but it's kind of weird if I don't mention it. Yeah, I, I absolutely see that, but okay. ominous you is ominous. Okay, I, well, I'm an ominous guy. Ooh, all right, get out of here, you kids. So, um, omnibus, 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 let's leave. so uh the four of you head out into the city and you walk back basically exactly the way you came you had been walking towards city center when you entered and then you'd taken a side street and then another side street and then another side street until you got to the shimmerzy and yuzedva's hut you walk your way back in and you walk past these mushrooms uh by the way uh, when you walk past these huge mushrooms you see, uh, don't cry. You see, I, I just, I just actually want want you to know, and I want Mildred to be aware that why you just walk like past all those little houses. Cecily always was carrying the money in her hand, and she walks straight towards the falafel place again because she liked it so much and was so delicious. I don't know. Mildred should probably be aware of that situation. <laughs> Mildred looks at and she says. Sassley, if you don't use that money on clothing, I will turn it into water. I promise you. You will have no money. You will have wet hands. And she gives the falafel back and she said, Sorry, sir. I need to keep that money. Hey, hey you can't just give that. that. No, that's fine. I'll eat it. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Save falafel guy. All right. Well, I'm glad I remember that voice. Um, if you say so, it's fine for me. So, so you're walking the city, and what you see as you walk past these giant mushrooms again, which you remember had to have these kind of clouds of light around, you see there are wizards in the city on these tall ladders, and they have these strange net-looking mechanisms, which they are waving through the air. And the light is getting captured in these nets. And uh, Mildred leans over to you, and she says... The light actually comes from the spores of the mushrooms, and that's what makes it look like daytime around here. Uh, that's why there's a light during the day. And when it's time to simulate night here underground, we gather all these spores up and we dispose of them. And each day, the mushrooms slowly generate more and more spores until it looks like daylight again. Ooh. Ah. Oh, Interesting fact to know. But uh, you see these kind of uh, sort of nets, like flat little nets uh, that they're using to capture these spores and get brighter and brighter. You know, these gentlemen start to, to leave uh, who are doing this, gentlemen and gentle women. And you, know, you are actually in an underground cavern. And for the first time, it feels like that. And the night is lit more by 
the natural bioluminescence of things reflecting off of the silvery buildings of the city and the street lamps which line the streets. So you're not in any way in darkness. It still feels like a bustling city, but you have this very luminescent nighttime feel in the city. You know, as you walk in, you can even hear the sounds of music. You know, you, you do pass restaurants and bars and shops and there seems to be, there's liveliness. This is a happening place. There's a lot going on here and people are enjoying themselves. But nevertheless, you, you walk past this and you get into city center. You make your way to the bridge, which passes over this underground river and the waterfall uh, you can now see, this massive waterfall that starts back behind the customs building, way, way back in the distance, because the city is built up into these cliffs. And where the city stops, the cliffs continue. And somewhere far in the distance, this waterfall falls and creates this river, which you now pass over. And when you cross the river, you are kind of out of the residential area, out of the small shops, and you are suddenly in the bustling inner city. And it's evening, but there are people around everywhere. There's town squares, there's little circles, there's fountains everywhere, water leaping off uh, of these fountains and reflecting the light of the city. And this is probably the most exciting place that you've been in a long time. You know, it's crazy, especially for somebody like Jasper or Sassley, to think, oh my gosh, there's all of this community out here for the magical world, and I was never connected to it. For Eric, it might feel more like a return to home. Oh, wow, I remember music. I remember festivals. Mm -hmm. The castle's cool. The castle's nice. I like class. But yeah, all of this is waiting for me when I get out of school, too. I, I imagine him actually every time uh, they walk past somewhere where music has been, him like slowing down just a little bit, leaning further and further back so he can listen longer to it before he Eric, Eric, come on. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. And Mildred has a little swing in the hips. She's good. She's enjoying it. She's loving the vibes. Okay, yeah, baby. And Sassy looks at looks at her and she's like she's in a good mood too and she's also she's copying the hips. Okay. Yeah. It's a good vibe. We're swinging the hips. Is everybody swinging their hips with, with Mildred? We get a little hip swing? Yeah, Jasper tries to get the rhythm right, but she doesn't. So. <laughs> and Cecily turns around and she's like, Jasper, are you okay? Are you in pain? Yeah, maybe it could be a smash key, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, tell me if it got work. <laughs> Socially, always. <laughs> Jasper looks around and then he's like, Wow, I mean, look at all this. Look at all this. I mean, I can finally understand why the... Why the ticket prices for the park are so expensive. Why didn't we get to see it before? It's really like the Pentecost Fair in the in the Pixie Shire. We have it too. It's just not that big. It's so impressive here. Oh, it's like a similar town like this? Yeah, it's just less lightened up and very small. And we have some Ferris wheels that are like also very small, but it's similar. Oh. You kind of, you know, you take it in, you walk around until you find a still open clothing shop. It is called the Stock and Cap and uh, has a little picture of a mushroom. So uh, since it's called the Stock and Cap, you can assume that they're going to have hats in here as well. It's uh, casual dressy clothes. So uh, she says, this looks mm, innocuous enough, like uh, kind of right in the middle. Let's let's give this a look. Yeah, I'm probably going to find something here. <laughs> So you walk in, and uh, there's an older half-giant woman standing. She's 
you know, hanging something up that a customer had tried on earlier. She's tending to the store and she says, Ah, hello, come in, come in. Uh, thank you for visiting. Take a look around and let me know if you need any help. Just by belittled to Cecily. Cecily, she's creepy. I don't want to be superb. <laughs> I know. I find her suspicious as well. <laughs> but I think it should be all fast. So she goes to the lady and she's like, Hey, lady, I need some clothes for myself. It has to be quite comfortable and fitting. Do you have anything in mind? She looks at you and you are wearing your uniform, so your wings are out, right, Sassley? Mm-hmm. So she looks at you, she jumps because a pixie elf is here, and then she jumps a second time because you have wings coming out the back of you. Uh, and she's like, oh, I, uh, hmm, well, I suppose I'll have to tailor something just for you, but take a look around and let me know what you want and uh, make it uh, uh, just right for you. And uh, she, she gestures, you know, and there's a large selection here. Let me know what kind of things you're looking for, and uh, I'll let you know what, what there is there that is, you know, in that style. Is there, like, a, a pink dress somewhere? Yeah, yeah most certainly. Absolutely. Cecily walks to the, towards that pink dress, uh -huh. and she takes it, and she makes big eyes, and she looks at it, and she says, Who would wear that? That is so intense. The color is so intense and it looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like a vintage pink dress too. It's like in this old, you know, like fabric. Really cute. Nice, like slender build. And, oh, okay. That's not the one then. Uh... <laughs> Do you have a sports section? A sports section? Like leisure wear? No, like karate wear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to try the store two doors down. All right. See you later, Meldo. And Sassy walks out of the shop. Uh, okay, Sassy, you walk two doors. We're going to cut back to the rest of the group in a second. Sassy, you go out. Mildred, wait, Sassy. The door closes. Uh, you walk two doors down, and there's like. Uh, I hate it. Uh, there is a. A, a store that sells more like uniforms and practical and workers' clothes. And like, there is something that kind of looks like a karate gi a, a, a little bit. Uh, it's more like worker outfit, but like, you imagine that if you tied a belt around this, a cloth belt around it, it would look very much like a karate gi. Mm -hmm. And I also need a headband. <laughs> 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 I saw it on a poster. I saw someone doing karate on a poster. In your head, we need to look innocuous and not draw attention to ourselves. <laughs> this gentleman uh, who's in here says, uh, I can help you find something, no problem. Uh, yes, okay, karate gi. What, what color did you want, uh, little girl? Well, isn't it usually white? I want a white one, and I want a black belt. And I need also maybe a red bandana. Um, okay. He finds a worker's bandana there. You get a, a white outfit. He's able to have one there for you. Colors are something that are very easy to change in the magical world. He's basically able to get you something that looks akin to what you were looking for. Maybe the cut's not quite right. Maybe it's a little big in the sleeves and shoulders. Like, this is actually for somebody who, like, would be working manual labor. Because there's a lot of miners in the city. A lot of people who do manual labor and, like, go and, you know, mine for minerals or 
uh, magic uh, stones. But in any case, you can definitely get the effect that you're going for. You know, you, you have 40 euros. It basically costs everything that you have to get that. Here is all I have, sir. And um, it can, can I hold the red banana for a second? Yes, of course. Of course. She, she, she puts it close to her pink hair. Can you make it black? Uh, <laughs> and it, he does a simple charm and it's black bandana. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And she just immediately in the shop, like starts to like change clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a, a changing room in the back, miss. Just can you turn around? There's no one here. Can you just turn around? Okay, I, I, yes, your life, you do what you want. I have no, okay. no, no, child belong to somebody. Are you here? <laughs> do you need help? She puts it on very quick and she's like, um, grabbing her clothes and she's like, thank you. And she runs out back to the shop where the others are. So while Sassley's doing that, what do the other two of you find? A part of me wants to wear the pink dress, but <laughs> 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 no, Jasper is like going to that, that half giant lady. Um, excuse me. Um, Miss, I, I need a cool head. I need a really cool head. Do you have cool hats? Uh, yes, of course. I have many cool hats. Uh, what did you want? Something uh, in straw or something in uh, that is like a cotton or a fedora, a pork pie, a bowler? Uh, what kind? Of I think hat? that's just Michael showing off his skits. Anyway, <laughs> a boating, a boater. No. You need, what kind of thing do you want? A flat cap? I need a cowboy head. A, a cowboy hat. Yes. Mildred is in the room with you. She's like, I feel like you have not understood the purpose of why we're here. This is, we would like to blend in. We would like to blend in. At this moment, Sassley walks back in and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Mildred sees you and immediately goes and buys a coat and <laughs> puts it over your entire outfit. And she says, and we're going to take this coat as well. <laughs> I see. It might get cold in the night. Exactly. That's right. Just make sure you keep that on, please. So you have a you have like a nice like a nice like pea coat now <laughs> over your outfit, um, but you can still see your bandana. Okay, then maybe not a cowboy hat for you, Jasper. With Mildred's help, not a cowboy hat, nothing quite that outlandish, but does find you a pretty cool looking fedora. Ooh. It's like in an olive green. Nice. Now I look like one of the Blues Brothers. So you get an olive green. Uh, Mildred's like. Okay, maybe like, I don't know, this seems sort of Jasper-y. Uh, finding a pair of suspenders with like a checkered shirt underneath, some pants. She's like, okay, let's speed this whole process up because, you know, we got plenty more to do. Eric, what are we looking for? Actually, while they're all like <clears throat> trying to get the most unsuspicious outfit to blend in, uh -huh. he was like on his way on his own in the shop itself, like taking a look around and picking stuff out, like actually in contrast to his always existing need to be there, to be seen, he actually picks because Mildred asked to a simple shirt, looks to a west, maybe something like that. Now that's too red. You picked a super drab outfit for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mildred looks at you and she says, Eric, that's, I mean, this is a little too drab, don't you think? Put some color in there, come on. I mean, you only live once, kiddo. You can pick anything you want in the store. 
the guy next to the shop has red bandanas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case, how about this one? And he picks the turquoise vest. Yeah, go wild, stallion. Perfect. So you're all able to get those clothes. Eric, also, Mildred grabs you a dragonfly pendant and pins it onto your vest. And she's like, there we go. I mean, now we look a little, like, a little elevated. Um, okay. Oh, that's cute. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course. I mean, this one bought an entire karate gi, right? So you can have a pendant. <laughs> Doesn't it look awesome? It looks great. You all look fantastic. Uh, Mildred herself is in, like, she gets herself a nice, like, dress. Um, she's matching <gasps> jewelry. She's wearing purple. Um, you know, yeah, she, she looks good. It's, it cuts a nice figure. You didn't know she had it. You're like, oh, okay, she still got it. <laughs> but it, it's, it's still pretty, like, still functional. It's nothing, like, ostentatious. You know, this is something simple but looks good, something to blend into a crowd. But, you know, a little purple, a little color, never hurt anybody. Uh, and she says, okay, I feel good about this. You feel good about this? Everyone feel good about this? Yes. Yeah, you're looking awesome. Thank you. You meant Mildred. So that was amazing. So Mildred takes you back out and she's like, guys, I'm pooped. I think we got to get some sleep here. Uh, everybody ready to head back in? Yeah. Head back in. Sounds absolutely perfect. Well, but you know, Cecily already got something to eat. And then Derek and I, we didn't. I'm still a bit hungry. Actually, I'm also a little hungry. <laughs> Again? <laughs> she's like didn't i buy you all food in the theme park wasn't there like a whole theme park day where i bought you all food <laughs> well yes but maybe we can have one last falafel okay or two. okay get a falafel. <laughs> so you are heading back to the falafel stand once more you head back to the falafel stand once more but as you cross begin to cross the bridge over the river something very strange happens you look around you and I've mentioned this before, but the city is covered in crystals, blue crystals that are glowing. And these are built into the very foundation of the stores themselves. Every store you go into has blue crystals popping out of it. I'm sorry you said they're built into the foundation and we were like, foundation! So every these these crystals seem to be built into every part of the city. You go into a shop, they're sticking out of the ground. They illuminate the insides of rooms sometimes themselves. And in one portion of the city, there's even just a field of blue crystals that extends behind all these shops where they're uninterrupted. And you do see that uh, they're mostly blue, uh, glowing with a very a very constant light, there are occasionally red crystals as well. As you begin to cross this bridge, the light of the city changes drastically all of a sudden. These crystals are blinking, and all of the blue crystals are blinking. Red, 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 rippling outwards, rippling outwards uncontrollably, and then all of a sudden, all of the crystals in the city are red. And the way that the city is built, I mean, this light just reflects. It is like a red city all of a sudden. It feels like Armageddon. It is like a city on fire. And the sound, the happiness, the merriment stops. Maybe there's a, a little murmur here. Maybe some music continues. People who can't, who aren't looking outside. Or, but everybody who's outside, the whole feeling of life in the city is like just quiet. 
and people are stopping and looking around. You kind of gently and slowly continue your walk over the bridge. You see the red river that runs now underneath you, the red waterfall, the red buildings, the top of the cavern far, 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 far above you, dark red, like a red sun. And as you reach the other side of the bridge and you continue towards your falafel place, tingling, 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 blue light again, everything back to normal, but not the city. The people are not back to normal. They just kind of continue on their way, quieter than before. Sound, life begins to return, but it feels different. What was that? I don't know. Did Cecily steal something and went over the bridge because then it maybe go dee 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 dee? Hey, I didn't. I didn't. I paid. I paid everything. Everything I had. Well, okay then. It's not that. It's actually not the light that scares me. It's the people. That's so weird. What happened to the people? Can I stop and ask someone what that was? Yeah, sure. Can I just go to a person like that I see uh, someone that passed and changed his behavior? Yeah, I mean, you can find a, you can find a, someone on the street. There's there's couples, there's groups. You do occasionally see a person walking alone somewhere, but it's it's nighttime, so most people are like either out with people or walking around the city. A lot of people are returning home at this time. But would I see someone who was like very affected by it? I don't know if you would immediately be like, oh, that person's really scared right now. You just catch the general feeling. Quiet people, you know, people who are internalized, people who are not used to something. That's very obvious. This is strange. Okay, then I would go to a couple, a couple that passes. Okay, yeah. So there's a couple that pass. Um, you, you, you know, you can assume a, a, a middle-aged, a married couple. They're kind of hurrying along away from city center. Excuse me. Excuse mm -hmm. me, sir. Yes. Lady. Yes. yes. Um, I just realized that the light changed everything from blue. You know, I'm just a visitor. And I just saw that the light changed from blue to red. And I was wondering what that was. The crystals, darling. Look, the, the, this woman looks at you and sees a pixie elf in the city with wings. She says, well, there are a lot of strange folks around these days. And things that you thought you could count on, apparently, you can't. I don't know what this is. And the gentleman puts a, a, a hand on the shoulder and he says, go home. It's getting late. I don't know how safe the streets are in this city nowadays. They hurry on their way, and uh, Mildred walks over to you, Sassley, and she says, I, uh, I think I might have an idea of what this is, and I guess Yazadva would know that I would have understood kind of what happened here a little bit. It's peculiar, because the city's never acted like this before. I, I can't imagine how this could be possible. I feel for this woman. She looked so confused, and she looked so unhappy. And I felt it. I felt that she was not happy, and I, and I, I felt sorry for her. Mildred gets on a knee in front of you and looks in your eyes, and she says, Sassly, when people react like that, you just have to remember that it's a projection of themselves that they've put on you. That reaction has nothing to do with you. Why, why would it? 
what uh it wouldn't it doesn't okay so anyways so the crystals here um so the, the don't worry about it so the crystals uh Leslie walks behind mildred and she's like that was very strange the poor woman and the poor man they're very scared by things not no. getting it at all. <laughs> she didn't get it. Didn't get it. Oh, sadly, I give her a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so Mildred goes on. So, as I understand it, these uh, you you know, and and I don't know if you know this, but in the non-magical world, sometimes uh, buildings will have ways of measuring the toxicity of the air. If there's anything dangerous in the air, then an alarm might go off. Or, uh, you know, you might be able to sense if there's smoke in a building or, or uh, yeah, a poisonous chemical in the air. Yes. Now, what we have here, there used to be a lot of magical research that was done in the early days of the city. But uh, as far as I know it, a lot of that was canceled. Uh, and a lot of those projects were put on hold and never finished. But in the early days, when uh, we thought that Shimmerheim, which is now kind of its own thing and tourism and a lot of this stuff going on, mining, but it was originally thought that this city would be the wonder of the world. In ways, it still is. But anyways, there was a group of wizards who created these crystals all over the city, and they measure the amount of potency or deftness that is latent in the air around you. Now, that's usually constant, that it shouldn't change. The only thing that would change it would be if you quite literally use a spell near one, then it would sense that you're using a deftness-based spell. Or if there are and this was the reason why they were created, uh, to sense if there were creatures around, uh, you know, that come from the Shadow Realm. These would start to turn red and alert people then, but I don't know what in the world could cause the entire city to turn red. Uh, that's not how this works. That's not how magic works. You, you say if you cross that bridge and you enter over that bridge, then people can figure out if they're like creatures coming in? I say that if there's a, a shadow creature that got loose in the city, you would start to see more and more crystals turn red because those creatures are infused with, into their very being, magic. Uh, from... It was just us. We just crossed that bridge. It was just us. I think that might have, I don't think we had anything to do with that happening. But what if something tried to get in at that very moment? Yes. Well, don't, don't, no, I don't want any attackers here. I can see what Yazadva meant by what's happening in the evenings here must be connected to the Einheitsherren. There can be no doubt. But uh, we are in no condition to fight this battle tonight, kids. We need to get home and we need to get some rest. Okay. Uh, so uh, you've, you've bought your falafel. The falafel guy was very short with you. He, not his usual friendly self. Yep. And you are able to eat and go away and head back to Yazedva's hut. Yazedva offers the bed to Mildred, and he turns into a salamander and says, uh, well, be, he, before he turns into a salamander, he says, don't worry, I'll sleep outside. Shoop! <laughs> Skitters off. He's so cute when he's so small. And so convenient. 
And you three have the living room, essentially, to yourselves. Uh, there's a, a lazy boy that folds out, like, bachelor style. There's uh, an old couch. And we'll say that probably this, the, the guy who usually lives there has, like, a, a pallet or an inflatable mattress that you can lay out on the ground as well. Guys, it's again, it's a pajama party again. I would like to sleep outside as well. Oh. I don't think Yazzie should be alone outside. Well, how about Wilbur? There are weird people out there. Hmm? I, can, I can bring Wilbur outside to Yazadva. I want to sleep outside. Do you bring Wilbur outside to Yazadva? I don't know. I don't want to leave Wilbur alone. But I feel like he's a salamander and a snake. Are they going to be friends? Or... Um, do you want to roll world lore right now? Yes. No, I don't know. Many, it's a bad roll. <laughs> I do something stupid, but I, I mean... do it. I have to say this, Jasper, and I'm very honest. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Yazetra is not a big fan of snakes, but I can be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I don't oh, yeah, know. I remember. <laughs> Yazetra is deathly afraid of snakes and will probably kill one if he sees one. <laughs> oh, yes, I just rolled a 19, I remember. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, you can stay with me. Anyway, I don't mind. I don't mind where to sleep if you want to go outside. I mean, it can be cold and very dangerous outside. Ah. Good night, guys. I go already outside, okay? See you tomorrow. Are you bringing the... Yeah, are you like bringing the mattress with you or something to sleep on? No, just a pillow. Just a pillow and you're sleeping on like the, the wood deck that's out back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, totally. I just go outside and I close the door and say, Good night, everyone. Night. Night, Cecily. And... Cecily closes the door and she's like, come here, Yezzy, come here on my hand. And she actually, Cecily leans against the door and she puts the pillow on her knees and she puts Yezzy on the pillow and she's like, don't worry, Yezzy, she's going to come back to you. <laughs> <sighs> Good night. Uh, Yezerva does not sleep on the pillow with you, but you do see maybe, I don't know, he's a wet salamander. But maybe you see a little tear. <laughs> I don't know. And Cecily's like, while she falls asleep, she's like, and I put the fingers and kiss the forehead. Uh, <laughs> how about the other two of you? Are you just sleeping uh, on the couch or whatever? Or are you joining Cecily outside? What are you doing? Jasper's already trying to get comfortable on the sofa. Okay. Jasper's on the sofa. <laughs> Eric is deep in his thoughts. Okay. But I don't want to interrupt him. Good night, Eric. What's Eric thinking about in this moment? It can, it's impossible that all of this is a coincidence. Like, we have shadow realm creature problems at Neudrachenberg. Now, this place where they have this alert system for stuff like that happening, and given the whole feel of this place, it didn't just start today but a good while ago i wonder how long ago exactly if that by any chance overlaps with what happened at neudrachenberg with all this stuff much to think about yes while he's thinking that you you can hear quietly a snoring jasper in the background <laughs> um eric yeah mm, nothing never mind Okay. Um, important. Um, so you all go to sleep and you wake with the morning 
you know, the, I would say the sun rises, but it doesn't. The city gently lights up into the day, a pleasant way to wake up. But you are all awoken to the sounds of a very large man clanking around in his kitchenette. Yazerba has walked off in the morning. He crawled off inside and he went and bought a bunch of eggs and some flour, some milk. He is making you scrambled eggs and pancakes for everybody. Well, you put the kitchen in the thing and the egg in the pancake thing and you, do the thing, you flip it around. Uh, and he is, you know, he spends a, he spent a lot of time alone. He's been basically on the run, in hiding, super secretive job title. You know he never returned to his family. He's in a good mood. He has people that he trusts around him. And of course, Mildred uh, in the room over. Put the egg in the thing and you scramble it up. You got a friend in the thing and you put that's nice. Leslie <sighs> comes in and she hears it. She's like, oh, it smells good. And then she listens to what he sings and she doesn't know that. She's like, what the damn thing and the salt on the fun. Yeah, he's up making it up. He starts to scat with you. You have Nutella. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> or is he like, Nutella? Yeah! <laughs> Puts Nutella on one of the pancakes. <laughs> uh, but you can you can all wake up at this moment, and Mildred comes out. Uh, she's already dressed in her new outfit. Uh, I assume that the three of you also dress in, in, in your new outfits. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mildred comes and puts the jacket over you, Sassily. Don't forget the jacket, Sassily. Could be cold. Actually, quite warm, and she put, takes it off. Puts <laughs> the jacket on the thing, buttons it up. <laughs> oh, I might be sweating a lot. But you have <laughs> the jacket on. And so Yuzeva lays out breakfast for all of you and says, Okay, so I know where this bakery is in city center. It's on the second level. Uh, it's across from uh, one of the churches. And uh, I think we just go there. We hang out. We try to look as inconspicuous as possible. And, uh, see what we find. I don't know any other way to do this. So we are going to be spies. Does someone have sunglasses? <laughs> Mildred, no. Mildred no. brings out the four pink sunglasses. <laughs> McGuffin Sunbum! McGuffin Sunbum! Hands out the glasses. Come on, Ed, it's cool. It's a thing. It's a thing. We do this thing. <laughs> Yazerva looks longingly on. Oh, sunglasses are cool. <laughs> yeah, we're missing one sunglass. I'll keep, I'll keep an eye out. Come on, Meldo. I'll just, I need a big pair. Meldo, come on, come on, Meldo. That would be nice. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> so, so I, you can look for a pair of sunglasses for him as you head into the city, um, if somebody wants to. Um, but Yuzerva begins to lead you into the city. <laughs> Actually, first, he shrinks down in front of you and he says. Okay, it's me again. So, uh, I think we're gonna head into the city now, and, uh, we're gonna, uh, I don't know, we're gonna stake this place out. Maybe I should even go salamander form and just hang out, uh, so that there's less of us, because I think the smaller the group, the better. Does somebody want to be an animal while we do this, actually? Uh... Sorry, but that really triggers me, that whole situation, that is so fair. I would not. That is fair. That's, <laughs> I totally, I do get that. Anyone else? Anyone else? No, thank you. I want to wear my new outfit. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, nobody has to. It's okay. Lucky you that you don't have to wear a coat over it. No, I know. You know what? Sure. Okay, Eric. Uh, is there a small woodland animal that you have in, uh, that you that you'd like to be? I, I can do a few of these. Go for a dinosaur. Go for a dinosaur. It's the opposite of what I said. 
<laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to hate myself for that because it's one of those words uh, every German, I feel, like struggles with. Oh, I know. Squirrel. A squirrel. Oh, squirrel. Oh, yeah, totally a squirrel. Okay. Cute. Um, zibbity zabbity bop. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's not, that's not the word. I don't know why I always do that. Favando uh, um, <laughs> bundle. Boom. You begin to shrink down. You've you've actually done this a few times now. You're you're kind of starting to get used yeah. to it, and you uh, become a squirrel. Do you perch on someone's shoulder? It might be dangerous to be running through the crowd. Yeah, looking shortly, Jasper it is. Uh, you climb up on top of Jasper's hat. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Jasper, you now have a squirrel on your hat and a snake that you better not let Yuzerva see on your wrist. Yuzerva turns into a salamander and uh, crawls up into the breast pocket where he hangs out with his front part uh, of Mildred. Ooh. And so um, it seems to be only Jasper and Sassley who walk this way, um, but you can... Uh, and Mildred, sorry, <laughs> and Mildred, um, and, um, and Yuzerva is pointing with his salamander tail to give directions of where to go. So you, the city is built onto, uh, there's probably a word for this, but, you know, basically plateaus that are like stairs, but giant, massive, and each level gets more opulent. You make your way up to the second level up, and there is a, a church there. It's the, the house of the New Green Return, is, is the church. And uh, you see it's like this, this scaly-looking church with, like, leaves and, and obviously really, like, covered in all kinds of ferns. But it's, 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 they're made of stone, but they look real. They're green. You, you get the feeling this is a, a church focused on the natural world. So um, there's, you know, this is just uh, one town center. There is a fountain in the middle of it. And you see... Uh, kind of placed in this sort of... There's a section of shops that are all outside. You, there's like a shopping center, basically. Uh, you know, clothing store, uh, fresh fruit, whatever. Uh, and then there is a bakery there. And you see that that bakery is called the Risen in the Eye. Risen in the Eye. But you see that the the word in, the eye is lower, uh, and the dot of the eye uh, is next to the N, so that it just looks like risen N, the I. I, by the way, is spelled, I should have said this earlier, it's spelled in the German way, E-I, uh, meaning egg. So, risen in the egg. Ooh. So you can get the idea, it's, it's a bakery, these eggs there, yeah. But it is kind of strange the way that it's written. Uh, since you are, I would say, actively investigating this, I will say that everybody can roll an investigation roll as you look at this. <laughs> 13. 14. 2. <laughs> Great. Jasper, the perfect score that you, you, you had there, the perfect roll. As you look at this, risen in the eye, you are a master of research. You are an expert reader. You do word games for fun. You're just that kind of person. You can't help but think, that's weird. One word in German, others in English. Why is the eye down here? Your mind kind of removes the eye as you look at it. The dot disappears. R I S E N I E I N I I N S risen Einheit Seren. 
The letters of the name of this place literally spell out the name Einheitsherren. Nobody realized this yet from your group, You're, mm-hmm. but you notice it now. Uh, you are undoubtedly in the correct place. And he instantly clings up to Mildred's dress. Um, Miss Mosberry? Yeah, what's going on? I think we're in the right place. Uh, I certainly hope so. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Nothing bad is going to happen, right? Sure. Uh, as long as we keep a low proof, a low proof. Look, we're just, uh, no, uh, you know, uh, a nice-looking older lady with two young ones and a salamander and a squirrel. Okay, so I say we grab lunch around here and we just kind of sit with our sunglasses on and see who enters and leaves this place. But isn't this a bakery? Yeah. Why not buying something at the bakery? If you want to risk talking to uh, whoever's in there, then I guess we can do that. Why shouldn't we talk? Yeah, we can check it out. What about you? What about you guys? Well, if, 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 if we all go in there, I, I would come with you. Squirrel, what about you? Thumb up or thumb down? <laughs> thumb up from the squirrel. That's, I love it. You were so good at this audio format. So, <laughs> uh, so Mildred says, all right, I guess it's on me. So you walk in and you see there is uh, a gentleman there. He has dark, dark hair. It's kind of cut with choppy bangs. But around, not a very good haircut, kind of around. He's pretty square, square face, white collared shirt, baker's apron uh, on. Uh, and he says, uh, hello, welcome to my shop. Uh, please let me know if I can assist you with anything. And Jasper looks at him and then he's like, first of all, he's like really sweating. And then he just tips his head and goes like, howdy, partner. He laughs at that, actually. <laughs> no, funny. Um, do you have hot chocolate? Hot chocolate? Yes, I I can do this thing. Uh, he goes to make you a hot chocolate. Nice. Uh, and you see, this does seem to be a pretty good bakery. I mean, there is an assortment of cakes and small cakes, pastries, cookies here that look pretty tasty. And a not suspicious baker at all. So he's friendly. He's welcoming. You know. <laughs> yes. Well, this is my work. I live from my work. Uh, why am I answering in this voice? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're in there. You're looking at cakes and stuff. An elderly couple walks in while you're there. Uh, they also begin to look around, uh, start to order uh, a strawberry pastry. The, the gentleman gets a black coffee. So this is Germany. Uh, gentleman's going to get a black coffee. But it's not the same guys from yesterday, right? The ones who were quite picky on Cecily? No, no, they were like a middle-aged couple, but this is like an, this is like an older couple. Good. Can I roll investigation? You absolutely may. A 12. A 12. They seem fine. They seem like they're acting like an elderly couple. But on a 12, you're like, eh. <laughs> No, I thought about the bakery. On the bakery? I'm sorry, I thought you were rolling it on the, on the older couple. <laughs> no, they should live their lives. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, th- in that case, but I still say a 12 is kind of like, eh, I, it seems like a normal bakery. This guy does seem pretty passionate about baking. You see on all the cakes, there's like, you know, they all look really presentational. They're nice. You know, they have the perfect lattice work of bread on the little pies. Um, you know, little ch- little flourishes on top. Uh, Mildred picks out like 
four things, you know, just randomly. It's like, okay, that's like a lime thing. Okay, we got like a cheesecake over here. I got this other guy. Okay, we'll just, uh, I'll just grab this and this. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, sir. And I hope you have a great day. And she, she pays him and he says, yes, thank you so much for coming by to the Risen and I. Uh, we hope you had a wonderful visit here. Thank you so much. We had an amazing visit. Your bakery is exquisite. And I just want to ask, how long does this bakery exist? My bakery has been here many, many years. Uh, actually, my father was a baker, and he leans over. And I inherited the business uh, from him. Uh, he taught me everything that he knew, so... We have been here for a very long time, over a hundred years. But of course, we've been updated since then, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I thought. No, it's really pleasant. And I love the name. Did you come up with it, or did you always, was it always the name? It's a nice name. Oh, we've done some rebranding in the past. So if you do look for the Risen in Eye, then uh, you will <laughs> not find that uh, in, 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 in the records of the city or something. Oh. The shop used to be named for my family. It was the Pilsen Cake Shop. Uh, I am Clydewell Pilsen, by the way. Oh, hello. Hello. A pleasure. Also, it was also a nice name. Thank you. Pilsen Cake Shop. Oh, thank you very much. But you know, sometimes you have to update it, right? Yes. The name. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, have, a a nice, yeah, um, have a nice, have yeah. a nice day. Uh, enjoy what the city uh, has to offer. Uh, uh, you know, so nice to see people yeah. having a nice yeah, time yeah, here yeah. in the city. You enjoy too when she goes out. You leave, you see a centaur gentleman in a very fine cloak walks in and begins to look at the things in the display case. Hmm. Well, that worked smooth. <laughs> so should we, I, I guess we're going to sit somewhere and eat these now, right? So you're in, a, you're in a public area. You can find a bench where you can still view the, the bakery from. So we can just sit there? Yeah, you can sit there and you can watch. So what is for me? What cake can I have? Whatever you want. Mm. And Jasper gets just, you know, he gets the, the bag and he just, you know, blindly yeah. puts his hand in and tries to get Okay, you, uh, you pull out an apricot cheesecake. Ooh, apricot. There we go again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have an apricot cheesecake. You have something that is strawberry and uh, creamy. You have some kind of dark berry miniature pie. And you have uh, some of these like shortbread cookies, but they're really delicious. Like one that's not too dry. It's like the perfect consistency. Mildred puts some crumbs of the shortbread near you, Eric. Uh, <laughs> oh. Puts a cookie up there so that you can eat it as a squirrel. Yeah, cookie for me. Cookie, squirrel cookie. Not on my new head. Um, so Miss Mulberry, um, we just have to sit here and watch who is going in and out of the bakery? I can't, I mean, we're just information gathering at this point, but obviously something bad is going on in the evenings here, and we need to figure out why and where and who, so this is the only lead we have. Sassley is sitting on the bench, she's not eating, mm -hmm. she has her eyes squished, she stares at the bakery. Okay. And she is like, something's fishy, something's wrong. And she is doing big magic. No, just joking. <laughs> she is, <laughs> uh, she is, um, Why not? Can she cast Recken Verdecken? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case there's anything to see, like inside or around the... Sure. Actually, she can't. <laughs> oh, she can. It's a three. It's a three. You don't see anything, Sassley. Nothing changes. It's so unfortunate. This is so unfortunate. <laughs> Three is a successful spell, but not a very great roll, unfortunately. 
uh, you don't see anything, uh, but you continue to watch this shop, everybody. Um, you see this uh, centaur man begins to leave. You see another gentleman walks in, man by himself. I will, I will let you all investigate one person. I won't count the elderly child from earlier. But if you want to investigate the people who are leaving and entering, let me know. So you see a, a man walks in. He's in a suit. Gentleman. Looks like he's stopping by on his way to work. A gentleman with a suit. He can be from a bank. I think we should investigate him. <laughs> she just shoots it out. She's like staring okay. where they were eating. She's like, a gentleman from the bank. He's, uh, he, could be, he could be from the Einatian, guys. <laughs> Don't say that name out loud. My God, we are sitting in front of the thing. Like, that is wild. Okay, we, we could, it could be one of them. Roll investigate. Eleven. Eleven. Seems to be a normal gentleman. You don't notice anything strange about him. There's nothing that you can, you can tell. Um, he's in there for a little bit. A child and a mother walk into the bakery while he's in there and start to look around. Suspicious. I'm, I find them suspicious. <laughs> she, could be, she could be the woman from, from the man that works for, the, for them. The guy in the suit leaves. Does somebody want to investigate the child and the mother? I would, but I just shouldn't because I just don't roll very well. <laughs> okay. I want to investigate the child, especially. All right. Roll investigation. Good. Uh, 14. 14. Okay. You are really looking right now. I mean, you are only there for this. So anything strange is going to pull your attention. And on a 14, this mother and this child, they, they entered the shop. You see three teenage boys entering behind them. The child and the mother, they look around. You would think like, oh, this is a nice day for them. They're in there for like a little while and they exit with no food. And Jasper, this child, something is weird about the way that this kid is walking. You take a look at the clothes. There's something familiar about this. Something really odd about this. What is it? It's nagging you. And maybe this is why you, you get it. When it snaps in your head, the day you met Sassley, she was dressed quite similarly, mm -hmm. really similarly, extremely similarly. What? That is not a child. That's a pixie elf. The only one you have seen in the city other than Sassley. And oh my. I mean, the way that this pixie elf, it reminds you so much of Sassley that it is like, it is like full on deja vu for you in this moment. You, you kind of, you grab onto, uh, I was going to say Eric, but Eric's a squirrel. You grab onto Sassley next to you in shock. Sassley, <gasps> it's you. Yeah. It's always you. I, it's always has, it always has been me. We have a traitor, Miss Mulberry. What, what, what? I'm not a, what? I'm not a traitor. What's happening? <laughs> what? I, he accused okay. me of being a traitor. Yo, please, guys, I need to give me some information here, Jasper. Look at this. And then he's doing like the fingers. Look at this child over there in the bakery. It's not a child. It's, it's, it's one of Cecily's. It's, it's a pixie elf. What? It... Look, look. She looks and checks the feet area of this pixie elf. And it's hard for pixie elves to hide their feet. I mean, you can do a lot with shoes and, you know, but if you're really looking for it, it's hard to miss. You're right, Jasper. Why is that pixie elf hiding the fact that it's a pixie elf? And... They're clearly pretending to be a mother and a child, but there's no way that that human is that pixie elf's mother. What is going on here? 
Hold on. When you say that pixie elf looks similar, yeah, you mean to Sasley or just to the race? Is that a clone walking around of Sasley, or is that just a, just a pixie elf? No, it doesn't look like an identical clone. Because you said same clothes and like it is this pixie elf. You might have caught a glimpse of the face of of the child when they were walking in and leaving. It does not look like you. Okay, okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> the way that it's dressed is so eerily similar. Something about it is so similar. It's very strange. It's it's hitting you. It's nagging you. What is this? Why? Why? Why the similarity? There's something weird going on. But in any case, this is a pretty big red flag. And uh, these people are walking away from you, guys. Do we we follow them or? A pixie elf. <gasps> I, just, I should say hello. Oh, no. No. But why? I didn't see a pixie elf for quite a long time. Sassly, you are smarter than that. We are sitting outside some sort of headquarters for the Einheitserin, a group that is sending you evil dreams, probably, and attacking you. And this pixie elf is connected somehow. This is not somebody that we should go talk to. But maybe it's somebody that we should follow. What do you say? Nodding. Leslie puts her glasses on. I think we're on to something. All right. Uh, Eric, how about you come down to human level for this one? We might need magic. He's nodding. Okay. So you can, you can control, like, Yuzerva has cast this on you as a willing creature, and you can return back into yourself please get off my head before turning back mm -hmm. i i would prefer to do that somewhere not out in the open for everyone to see like right in front of the bakery uh fair enough as you begin to follow this quote unquote mother and child you make your way a little bit down the street out of the sight of the bakery and you can turn back into yourself yep Iserva remains a salamander and you begin to follow this child and mother so you follow them and you're trying to keep your distance, but it's hard as a group. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take sneak rolls from everybody and we're going to go for an average. Yuzerva uh, does not have to roll, but Mildred does. So mm -hmm. what happens is you head one level lower first into the city so that you're on this kind of like main level of the city center. Uh, so for this portion, while you're, while you're heading down, everybody roll sneak. 19. Fifteen. Nine. Mildred rolled a 16. So easy peasy. You make it down this way. Now they begin to weave their way through the crowd and they are following this bottom ledge, which it is the part of the city that connects to the river and the bridge. But if you uh, follow it along the course of the river, away from the city center, away from the customs building, away from all of this, it gently slopes up and becomes a ledge of its own, and it wraps around. And there start to be less people around. There starts to be different kinds of buildings, m more offices, uh, things that are a little less uh, pompous, a little less showy. Uh, these are you know regular workers' buildings here. And you make it through this section of, of town. And the mother and child in front of you, or mother and child, they, they keep up the way that they are walking hand in hand. Everybody roll sneak again. And 14. Seven. Six. Oh. This is a really middle of the line. You continue on your way, and what happens is there's just less people around. 
and suddenly you realize that you are conspicuous. <laughs> like, oh, we are strange uh, looking in this moment. Uh, we are not doing anything to mask ourselves magically. We are just a group of weird looking people here. <laughs> just going through. Nothing weird about that. Does <clears throat> anybody have anything they'd like to do that they think they can do to help? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Last time didn't went so well. Can I try to do um, um, defenseless verständnis to figure out what, what they think? Yes, but if you roll badly, they'll know someone's trying to use magic on them. If you roll very well, I will say that you have really done a good job of mastering this spell and you'll get information and they won't know. So I say rolls below a 10 is like, whoa, I sense somebody's in my brain. What'd you say, guys? Yeah? Go for it. You've got, you've got to risk something. Yeah, sure. Let's be risky. It's not like we are going to fall out of a driving <laughs> car. We did that already. Defenseless verständnis. What kind of spell is it? Do you know that? Probably deafness. Well, certainly deafness and probably influence. Oh, gosh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I have a backup plan already. High, high risk, high reward. Love to see it. It is an influence spell. So influence and deafness. Y'all, it's a net no. 20 and I have plus three. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, so nervous. My Whoa. gosh. <laughs> Um, oh I am not going to lie. This is possibly the most important natural 20 that has been rolled oh my gosh. so I'm far so in this game. I mean, what a risk to take at this moment where you are suddenly exposed. <laughs> Sassley, tell me, what, tell me what you do. Explain to me how this moment happens. Do you stop everybody around you? I mean, like, do you ex explain to people that you're going to do this? Tell me what happens. Um, Sassley will run after them like she's a little quicker than the others. Then she turns around and she's like, Trust me, guys. I have a good idea. Just trust me. Okay. And Mildred is going to pull the others, actually, like, yes. off behind a building. Mm -hmm. And then Cecily runs closer, as close as she can get without being seen. She looks at them and she's like, I hope it's going to work. Defenseless Verständnis. You cast this spell, and this is not a spell that gives off light or sound. You just feel that part of you that is connected to the magic that we call deafness open up. And it is like a magnifying glass in a telescope. And all of a sudden- Oh my gosh. You, who are you casting it on? The elf or the woman? I think the elf. On the elf? Yeah. You're like inside someone's brain. You've never done that before. And Sassley. Oh my. You get everything guys but to find out what that is oh my god you'll have to join no. us Come next on. time on jk we're oh, rolling no. <laughs> that's it that's, this that's, is that's the most it seriously <laughs> <laughs> Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassley Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. 
theme song by Aaron Richards, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Our cover art is by Pascal Genet. Nat 20 Magic Henny, Nat 20 Magic Henny, ooh! I cannot wait for you all to hear what this little spell has unlocked. But in the meantime, I am winging it today. I did not prepare my outro like I usually do. So here's what I'm gonna ask for all of you, our wonderful listeners, we appreciate you so much. This week, please tell a friend about our podcast. It's the best thing in the world when you recommend us to somebody and tell us that you think we're doing a great job and that we're worth listening to. Things are getting really interesting here in our world. You are all going to be so excited about these next few episodes as our heroes really leap into the heart of this mystery and the danger level will increase. Uh, So please tell a friend. Leave us a review if you can, if you haven't already. Uh, Give us a rating on Spotify. Those things really help us to be seen a little more and and hopefully reach a few new people because we love making this and we hope that people enjoy listening to it. Other than that, you can follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I don't recommend Twitter. I completely forget to use it all the time. But uh, you can search us as JK We're Rolling on any social media platform. Find us there and drop a line. Say hello. You can, of course, support the show on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash JK We're Rolling. I am working on adding some content on there this week. Things have been a little crazy here. I just opened a show this past week, uh, but don't worry. There is stuff on the way. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout-out to our sister podcast. That's Horizons Point, allegedly a D&D podcast, uh, which is run by my friend Ashley. She's a fantastic dungeon master. She's created an incredible, interesting, mysterious world. There's a lot to uncover there. And they just kind of ended their first big uh, adventure arc. It was quite a finale, so do check them out if you get the chance. And that's it for me this week. So in the meantime... Keep your head, brain sharp, and your wand at the ready. Let's begin this next episode of JK We Are Rolling. I don't, in my head, for some reason, that time, it was like the law and order. Bum, bum. <laughs> Let's begin this next episode of JK We Are Rolling. Bum, bum. <laughs>